Writing is hard. Getting honest feedback shouldn't be. If you're looking for a way to get honest and safe feedback on your unpublished manuscript, I want you to check out the Spun Yarns beta reading service. They'll match your manuscript with three trusted readers, handpicked according to your needs. And then after those readers have read your manuscript, an editor curates a comprehensive report of insights and suggestions for your next draft, all in 30 days or less. And the best part? They've agreed to give you, my lovely listeners, 15% off the price of a manuscript report during the month of March. So to claim your discount and to get honest and safe feedback on your unpublished manuscript, go to savannagilbo.com forward slash the spun yarn and use code savannagilbo.com at checkout. It's also what sets your story in motion and what gives rise to your protagonist's overarching story goal. So from this moment on, your protagonist will be trying to achieve something specific that they think will bring happiness or success or validation or whatever they think they need in order to restore balance to their life. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to talk about crafting a great inciting incident for your story. You might know this story moment as the call to adventure if you're a fan of the hero's journey method, or maybe the catalyst if you prefer Save the Cat. But for today's episode, we're going to refer to it as the inciting incident to keep things simple. But rest assured, if you're a fan of using the hero's journey or the Save the Cat method to plot out your story, everything we're going to cover today still applies. Here's a quick preview of what we're going to cover today. First, we're going to talk about what an inciting incident is and what purpose it serves in your story. Then we're going to look at the three different types of inciting incidents that you can play with and how the inciting incident shows up across genres. So we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. And if you like story structure, then I think you're really going to like today's episode. So first, let's start off with what is the inciting incident? The inciting incident is some kind of event that occurs and upsets the balance of your protagonist's life. So it's something unexpected that makes it impossible for your protagonist to continue living their life the way they've always lived it. It's also what sets your story in motion and what gives rise to your protagonist's overarching story goal. So from this moment on, your protagonist will be trying to achieve something specific that they think will bring happiness or success or validation or whatever they think they need in order to restore balance to their life. We'll talk more about examples later, but for now, just imagine you're writing a murder mystery and a dead body has been discovered. So this would be the inciting incident that throws life out of balance. So in order to restore balance or in order to bring justice to this dead person and their family, the detective must find out who done it by following the clues and solving the case. The inciting incident is also what raises a specific question in your reader's mind that they won't find the answer to until the very end of the story at your story's climax. So the inciting incident asks a question and the climax of your story answers it. Using our example of the murder mystery, the inciting incident asks who done it or who killed this dead body, and the detective answers this question in the climax when they eventually unveil the identity of the murderer and bring him or her to justice. 
So in this way, the inciting incident is also what puts the protagonist and the antagonist at odds with each other. So in our example, the detective wants to solve the case while the antagonist wants their identity to remain hidden. So it's this moment that ignites the central conflict of your story too. And because of all that, you can probably see just how important it is to nail the inciting incident of your story, right? But luckily, we can break it down piece by piece so it's less overwhelming and so that you have all the tools needed to write a great inciting incident. So with that in mind, let's now talk about where the inciting incident usually occurs in your global story. The inciting incident of your global story should occur somewhere around the 12% mark. So if the first act typically represents about 25% of the total story, then that means your inciting incident would occur about halfway through the first act or the beginning of your story. And this placement is important because it will allow you to properly introduce your characters so that readers can sympathize with and latch onto them before the global inciting incident arrives and completely changes things for better or worse. Now, you might be wondering, what if my global inciting incident comes earlier or later than the 12% mark? If your global inciting incident occurs too early in the story, then it's likely that you haven't given your reader enough time to connect with your protagonist and the world they live in. And if that's the case, then you risk confusing your reader and preventing them from adequately sympathizing with your protagonist. On the other hand, if the global inciting incident of your story occurs too late, then you're going to need a strong reason for delaying it. And that's because readers expect there to be something that triggers the protagonist to act. So if you choose to delay the inciting incident of your global story beyond that 12 to 15% mark, then you're going to want to make sure to add in subplots with inciting incidents that occur earlier to keep the reader properly engaged in the story. So now that we know what an inciting incident is and where it typically occurs in the story, let's talk about the three types of inciting incidents. The first type of inciting incident is called the causal inciting incident. The causal inciting incident is a result of a choice made by either your protagonist or by someone with the power to make a decision on behalf of your protagonist. So either way, it's this choice that upsets the balance of your protagonist's life for better or for worse. A good example of this is in Bridget Jones's diary when Bridget meets Mark Darcy at her mother's turkey curry buffet party and makes a fool of herself. It's a causal inciting incident because Bridget's mother chooses to introduce Bridget to Mark and Bridget chooses to try her hand at flirting with him. The second type of inciting incident is a coincidental inciting incident. A coincidental inciting incident is when something unexpected or accidental happens. So it's a random event that occurs and then throws the protagonist's life out of balance. A good example of this is in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, when Harry finds out that he's a wizard and he's been accepted into Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. It's a coincidental inciting incident because it's completely unexpected and it changes how Harry views himself and what he knows about his parents' death, and it alters his path forward in life. The third type of inciting incident is the ambiguous inciting incident. The ambiguous inciting incident could either be causal or coincidental, but the reader doesn't know for sure until the end of the story. So a good example of this is in Fight Club when the narrator comes home to find that his apartment has been blown up. So it's an ambiguous inciting incident because we don't know whether the apartment was blown up by accident or if someone caused the explosion until the very end of the movie. Now, if you're a fan of Robert McKee's work or if you follow Sean Coyne over at the Story Grid, you might recognize these terms or these three different ways an inciting incident can manifest in your story. 
But if you're not familiar with Sean Coyne or Robert McKee, then I'm going to link to their books in the show notes for you to check out because they go into much more depth about these three types of inciting incidents and offer more examples as well. So now let's talk about how the global inciting incident manifests across different genres. And before I dive into the specifics, I want to remind you that I have a whole episode on genre that I will link to in the show notes in case you haven't listened to it yet. It's episode number two, and it's all about the different genres and how to choose the right genre for your story so that you can have a roadmap of sorts to follow as you outline, write, or edit your story. So one more time, that's episode number two, and I will link to it in the show notes for you. Now, like I was saying, the global inciting incident of a story is genre-specific. So the inciting incident or what kicks off your story is most likely going to be determined by the genre you're writing in. So in an action story, the global inciting incident is usually a scene in which there's an attack or some kind of threat made by the antagonist. A good example of this is in The Hunger Games when Katniss's younger sister Prim is chosen as the female participant in this year's Hunger Games. And if you've ever read the book or seen the movie, you know that Katniss's number one goal at the start of the story is to keep her family and especially her sister Prim safe. So you can see how this kind of acts as the attack or the threat on her family's safety that's made by the capital or the antagonist of the story. In a mystery or crime story, the global inciting incident is usually a scene in which a crime has been discovered and the victim of that crime is identified. A good example of this is in The Murder of Roger Ackroyd by Agatha Christie. So the inciting incident of this story is when they find Roger Ackroyd's dead body in the study. In a horror story, the global inciting incident is a scene in which there's some kind of attack or threat made by the monster or the antagonist. So similar to what we talked about earlier in the action genre. A good example of this is in the movie Alien when Kane is attacked by an alien life form while exploring the planet. So that's a direct attack made by the antagonist. In a performance story, the global inciting incident is usually a scene in which the protagonist is presented with an opportunity to perform or some kind of challenge to perform. So in the movie Billy Elliot, the inciting incident is when Mrs. Wilkinson, the dance teacher, gives Billy ballet shoes and asks him to join her class. So that's his first real opportunity to perform in front of others. In romance novels, the global inciting incident is usually a scene in which the lovers first meet. So it's where your two individual characters meet each other or appear on the page together for the first time. An example of this is in Bridget Jones's diary when Bridget Jones meets Mark Darcy at her mother's annual turkey curry buffet party. And like we talked about earlier, this is the scene that raises the question that readers are going to be tracking throughout the entire story. So the question here is, will Bridget and Mark get together by the end of the story or not? In a society story, the global inciting incident is usually a scene in which there's some kind of threat to the reigning power. So in the movie Dead Poets Society, the global inciting incident is when Mr. Keating encourages the boys to seize the day. So he challenges the boys to look beyond Welton's four pillars and to just really start making a life of their own. In a thriller story, the global inciting incident is usually a scene in which some kind of crime is discovered and the victims are identified. And this is kind of like what we talked about earlier in the mystery and crime genre. But most of the time in a thriller, there's this element of wanting to stop the bad guy before he or she can commit any further crimes. 
So a good example of this is in The Silence of the Lambs when Buffalo Bill kidnaps the senator's daughter. And because he's a known serial killer, the FBI and Clarice Starling realize that they only have a certain number of days to save her. So the question that gets raised here is, will the FBI and Clarice successfully save the senator's daughter and stop Buffalo Bill or not? In a war story, the global inciting incident is usually a scene in which there's an attack or some kind of threat made by the opposing forces. A good example of this is in the movie The Hurt Locker when Staff Sergeant Thompson dies in a roadside bomb explosion. So this is that initial attack that kicks off the whole story. In the morality genre, the global inciting incident is a scene in which something happens that challenges the protagonist's morals. So a good example of this is in the movie Kramer vs. Kramer when Ted Kramer finds out that his wife is leaving him and that he now has to raise his son and that's going to interfere with his high-pressure job in advertising. So this is what challenges Ted Kramer's morals. Is he going to do the right thing or the wrong thing? In a status story, the global inciting incident is usually a scene in which something challenges the protagonist's status quo and or threatens their position. So a good example of this one is in the movie Gladiator when Marcus Aurelius says he wants Maximus to succeed him as the Lord Protector of Rome after he dies. So this challenges Maximus's position and the status quo of his life, right? Like he doesn't necessarily want this role, but... Marcus Aurelius really wants him to take over for him when he dies. In a worldview story, the global inciting incident is usually a scene in which something or someone challenges the protagonist's black and white view of the world. So something challenges the protagonist's worldview. A good example of this is in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone when Hagrid shows up and tells Harry that he's a wizard and that he gets to go to Hogwarts School for Witchcraft and Wizardry. This is also where Harry learns that his parents weren't killed in a car accident like he'd always been told and that they were actually murdered. So all of this definitely poses a threat or challenges Harry's worldview. Now, if you've seen any of these movies or read any of these books, you can probably see why these moments are the catalyst for change in the protagonist's life, right? If we just drill down into The Hunger Games, when Katniss's younger sister Prim is chosen as District 12's female tribute, we can get an immediate sense of how this just throws Katniss's life off balance. So if nobody from Katniss's family was chosen for The Hunger Games, then life would have continued on as normal. But when Prim is chosen during the reaping, it forces Katniss into action. She knows that Prim will never survive the Hunger Games, and so she decides to volunteer as tribute in Prim's place. The story is now set in motion, and Katniss's life is never going to be the same again. At the end of this inciting incident scene, the reader is left wondering, what is the Hunger Games going to be like for Katniss? Is she going to survive, or is she going to be one of the unfortunate ones who doesn't make it out alive? And for the final example, we can drill down into Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone when Harry finds out that he's a wizard and he's been accepted into Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. So this works as the global inciting incident because up until this point, Harry's uncle has been preventing him from receiving his Hogwarts acceptance letter. Harry knows something's up, but it's not until Hagrid shows up and tells Harry that he's been accepted into Hogwarts that everything changes. And within this scene, Hagrid also tells Harry the truth about how his parents were murdered, which changes how Harry views himself and his past. At the end of this scene, the reader is left wondering, is Harry going to go to Hogwarts? And then what will this magical school be like? Is Harry going to fit in or is he not going to fit in? And who is Voldemort? Why has Harry been kept in the dark about his past for 11 years? 
So hopefully you can see that in each of the examples, it's this global inciting incident that really kicks off the story and sets everything into motion. And it's important to be aware of the typical inciting incident of your chosen genre because if you don't deliver the type of inciting incident that readers are expecting, they're likely going to feel something's off or they're just not going to be as intrigued or interested as you want them to be, which could result in them putting your book to the side and picking up something else to read. The other thing here is that it just makes it harder for you to write a story if you're not familiar with how stories in your genre typically start. So it's just not ideal. Like I mentioned, it's just really important to be at least aware of what these inciting incidents by genre are, and then it's up to you to figure out how to deliver these in a kind of new and unexpected way. And that's it for today's episode, all about creating a great inciting incident for your story. So let's quickly recap some of the key points of today's episode. Number one, the inciting incident is some kind of event that occurs and upsets the balance of your protagonist's life. So it's something that happens that makes it impossible for your protagonist to continue living their life the way they've always lived it. You can have a causal inciting incident, which is the result of a choice made by either the protagonist or by someone with the power to make a decision on behalf of the protagonist. You can have a coincidental inciting incident, which occurs when something unexpected or accidental happens. So it's a random event that happens and throws the protagonist's life out of balance. Or you could have an ambiguous inciting incident, which could either be causal or coincidental, but the reader won't know for sure until the end of the story. Key point number two is that the inciting incident is also what sets your story into motion and gives rise to your protagonist's overarching story goal. So from the moment the inciting incident occurs, your protagonist is going to be trying to achieve something specific that they think will bring them happiness or success or validation or whatever they think they need in order to restore balance to their life. Key point number three is that the inciting incident is also what raises a specific question in your reader's mind that they won't find out the answer to until the very end of your story's climax. So the inciting incident asks the question and the climax answers it. Key point number four is that the inciting incident of your global story should usually occur somewhere around the 12% mark. So if your first act is about 25% of your total story, that means your inciting incident would need to occur about halfway through the first act or the beginning of your story. And the reason this is important is because it's going to allow you to properly introduce your characters so that the reader can sympathize with and latch onto them before the global inciting incident arrives and completely changes things for better or worse. And key point number five is that the global inciting incident is genre specific. So that means that the inciting incident of your global story is going to most likely be determined by the genre you're writing in. And as a bonus little tip here, I want to bring up that there's actually going to be more than one inciting incident in your story. So you're going to have that global inciting incident that kicks off the whole story, and then you're going to have an inciting incident for each act, each subplot, and each scene in your story too. And this is good to know because in each unit of your story, so in every act, every subplot, every scene, you need to show some kind of change. And the inciting incident is going to be the catalyst for this change. So it's the event that sets things in motion, whether it's in your global story, in one of your scenes, or in one of your acts. If you don't have an inciting incident in each unit of your story, then your story is probably not going to work. So just something to keep in mind as you're outlining, writing, or editing your book. So that's it for today's show. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannahgilbo.com forward slash podcast. 
And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.